Chapter 3 The Nature of Unbelieving Thought In Parts 1 and 2 of the present study, a discussion of the demand for neutrality in our scholarly, apologetical, or educational endeavors have shown it to lead to unfortunate results. It robs one of all the treasures of knowledge that there are. Secondly, taking a neutral approach to knowledge has been demonstrated to be immoral in character, allowing one's Christian distinctives to be muffled and finally integrated into the rebellious ways of an unbelieving mindset. Finally, it has been noted that in reality it is impossible for the genuine Christian to be neutral in his intellectual life, for such neutrality in a Christian would call for a dual commitment, one to secular agnosticism, one to saving faith, i.e. serving two lords. Returning to Ephesians chapter 4 and Colossians chapter 2, let us ask what the true character of neutralist thinking is. Just what kind of thinking is it that does not base itself upon the teaching of God's Son, that refrains from presupposing the doctrines of Christ? Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4 that to follow the methods dictated by the intellectual outlook of those who are outside of a saving relationship to God is to have a vain mind and a darkened understanding. Verses 17 through 18. Neutralist thinking, then, is characterized by intellectual futility and ignorance. In God's light we are able to see light. Psalm chapter 36 verse 9. To turn away from intellectual dependence upon the light of God, the truth about and from God, is to turn away from knowledge to the darkness of ignorance. Thus, if a Christian wishes to begin his scholarly endeavors from a position of neutrality, he would, in actuality, be willing to begin his thinking in the dark. He would not allow God's word to be a light unto his path. Psalm chapter 119 verse 105. To walk on in neutrality, he would be stumbling along in darkness. God is certainly not honored by such thought as he should be, and consequently God makes such reasoning vain. Romans chapter 1 verse 21b. Neutrality amounts to vanity in God's sight. That philosophy, which does not find its starting point in direction in Christ, is further described by Paul in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It has been mistakenly thought from time to time that this passage condemns any and all philosophy, that without qualification the Christian must avoid philosophic thought like the plague. However, a careful reading of the passage will evidence that this is not so. Paul does not disapprobate philosophy absolutely, for he delineates certain qualifications. It turns out that there is a particular kind of philosophic thinking that Paul scorns. Paul is not against the love of wisdom, i.e. philosophy from the Greek, per se. Philosophy is fine as long as one properly finds genuine wisdom, which means, for Paul, finding it in Christ. Colossians chapter 2 verse 3. However, there is a kind of philosophy which does not begin with the truth of God, the teaching of Christ. Instead, this philosophy takes its direction and finds its origin in the accepted principles of the world's intellectuals, in the traditions of men. Such philosophy as this is the subject of Paul's disapprobation in Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. It is instructive for us, especially if we are prone to accept the demands of neutrality in our thinking to investigate his characterizations of that kind of philosophy. Paul says that it is vain deception. What kind of thinking is it that can be characterized as vain? 
A ready answer is found by comparison and contrast in scriptural passages that speak of vanity. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 47, Philippians chapter 2 verse 16, Acts chapter 4 verse 25, 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 20, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 6, chapter 6 verse 20, 2 Timothy chapter 2 verses 15 through 18, Titus chapter 1 verses 9 through 10. Vain thinking is that which is not in accord with God's word. A similar study will demonstrate that deceptive thinking is thought which is in opposition to God's word. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 12 through 15, Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 through 12, 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 13. The vain deception against which Paul warns, then, is philosophy which operates apart from and against the truth of Christ. Note the injunction of Ephesians chapter 5 verse 6. Let no man deceive you with vain words. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, we are told to take care lest we be robbed through vain deceit. Paul further characterizes this kind of philosophy as according to the tradition of men, after the fundamental principles of the world. That is, this philosophy sets aside God's word and makes it void. Mark chapter 7 verses 8 through 13. And it does so by beginning with the elements of learning dictated by the world, i.e., the precepts of men. Colossians chapter 2 verse 20 and verse 22. The philosophy which Paul spurns is that reasoning which follows the presuppositions, the elementary assumptions, of the world, and thereby is not according to Christ. It follows from these points that the Christian who strives for neutrality in the world of thought is, number one, not neutral after all, and thus, number two, in danger of unwittingly endorsing assumptions that are hostile to his Christian faith. While imagining that his intellectual neutrality is compatible with the Christian profession, such a believer is actually operating in terms of unbelief. If he refuses to presuppose the truth of Christ, he invariably ends up presupposing the outlook of the world instead. All men have their presuppositions. None is neutral. Shall your presuppositions be the teachings of Christ or the vain deception against which Paul warns? Choose this day whom you shall serve.